0: This old reading this morning comes from Second Corinthians. I know a person in Christ who fourteen years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know God knows. And I know that such a person, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard things that are not to be told, that no mortal is permitted to repeat. On behalf of such a one I will boast, but on my own behalf I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. But if I wish to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will be speaking the truth, but if I refrain from it, so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me, even considering the exceptional character of the revelations, therefore To keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A couple of things you need to know. First is that most scholars seem to agree that this mysterious person who was caught up into the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, only God knows, is Paul. That Paul is there talking about himself. Second, Paul was writing this way because for the entire previous page of the letter, he was contrasting himself, himself with those who were called the... Da, 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 Super apostles. And though, as Paul makes clear in this letter, he is loath to boast, he writes, I am not in the least inferior to these super apostles. Paul seemed to be having a good time with this letter. There's a lot of sarcasm, irony, rhetorical flourish. It's like a long form tweet storm that sets up a core tenet of theology that actually can be summarized in 140 characters. These super-apostles, whoever they were, no one is exactly sure who Paul is mocking, were apparently invading Paul's turf. They had some brand of faith that was impressive to the Corinthians. The super-apostles boasted of having it all together... They believed more certainly, lived more piously, experienced more deeply than anyone around. They had the strength of faith that this life demands. For high achievers, like the Corinthians, they made a very compelling case. Who doesn't love a winner, especially when someone is winning at faith? If the Corinthians would just try a little harder become more like those super-apostles, they could be winners at faith too. I need to be careful here. You may be asking yourself, does Will not want me to be a winner at faith? So let me be clear. No. I do not want that. I don't want you to be a winner at faith if that means you think you have it all worked And here's why. Count the you's in that sentence and compare them with references to God. I don't want you to be a winner at faith if that means that you think you've got it all worked out. Because that's not being a winner at faith in God. That's winning at faith in self. Listen, I'm glad for you to have a healthy self-confidence. But you also need to have a realistic one. The Christian church is not about believing in self. It's about believing in Jesus. You can grow in knowledge. The result of good teachers or good books or good discussion. All with the aid of the Holy Spirit. You can grow in practicing the ways of the faith, the result of engaging in spiritual disciplines, prayer and study and worship and service, all with the aid of the Holy Spirit. You can grow in your success as a follower of Jesus Christ, learning and practicing His ways more effectively, consistently in your life with the aid of the Holy Spirit. Growth as a Christian is not what happens when we pull ourselves up by our spiritual bootstraps. But when we engage in a life of faith that came before us and will go on after us, that includes many people seeking to be followers and leaders for Jesus, and that requires the aid of the Holy Spirit. I keep bringing up the aid of the Holy Spirit because sometimes we think that we've got all things covered by ourselves. We've got it all together, or we should have it all together, and until we do, it's up to you or me to make it, prepare ourselves to get it all together. One of the best things for my prayer life is my church life. Another great contributor to my prayer life is my home life. Not only have church and home taught me to pray, they cause me to. Because of you and them, I have to pray. I'm extremely fortunate to be part of this church and to be part of my family. Both are amazing gifts in my life. But they also can be taxing. Now I think I'll handle things on my own pretty well for a while. Go along feeling like I've got it all covered. I'll try to manage it all. This committee needs more attention, so that one will have to wait a little bit. I'll push it down the road. This area of ministry demands more of my time, but that one needs it too, except that one's not quite as urgent, so I better give it here. Those people need visits. Those emails keep coming in, and the senders are probably concerned whether or not I am still alive. But I'd like to see my wife and children, so they'll have to wait until tomorrow or as some of you have learned never to get their response. The piles grow deeper, the emotional toll of caring for people at home and church gets higher, and I'm reminded you can't do this on your own. You're not smart enough, strong enough, tough enough, clever enough, super enough to do this on your own. It's the Holy Spirit speaking to me through that knot that appears in my back, or the exposed nerves that make me less patient. Y'all are so nice, I know where this might be headed. Please don't send me notes and care packages about this. I hesitated to even bring it up because it sounds like I'm at some breaking point or Or looking for your sympathy. If I thought I was in this alone, I wouldn't tell you about it. I'd be talking to a counselor right now. I bring it up because I know I'm not alone in this. You're going through it. Or if you're not, you will be again soon. The self-help books that fly off the shelves tell us to self-help our way out of it. Buck up. Pull up those bootstraps. Manage your time better. Breathe more deeply. Follow an interest for the sheer pleasure of it. Exercise. Read. Get away. All good ideas. All things that can help. But none of it will make you super apostles or even average apostles until you recognize you need something more than you. There's a cross in the corner of my office. It's where I kneel when I finally admit to my weaknesses that I can't do it all on my own. The lie of the super apostles is one that we need to banish from our culture. It's that phrase, if you just... If you just take whatever super advice they have for you, then you can fix your own problems. But Mr. Super Apostle, you don't even know what problems I have. You haven't listened to me at all. You've talked about Jesus, but only from the standpoint of Him giving you the authority to tell me what I need so that I can become more like you. I can't get there from here. I'm too weak. And I'm not sure even that where you are is where I'm supposed to get. To which Paul says, Amen. Thank God you get it. St. Paul, for all his impressive attributes, a Hebrew, an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a minister of Christ with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, countless floggings, and often near death, not that he's one to boast. He says he struggled with the thorn in his flesh, and as he did, he heard from the Lord, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect and weak. It wasn't, you're good enough, try a little harder. It didn't start with you at all. My grace is sufficient for you, says the Lord. For power is made perfect in weakness. We aren't particularly fond of weakness in our culture, we like hard hitting sports. And consider the winner of the argument, the one who spoke loudest, longest, and last. Weak is a pejorative term for us. The way weakness is used in 2 Corinthians could be translated coming undone. Jesus isn't talking about you becoming a doormat any more than he's talking about you becoming an impenetrable steel door. He's talking about you coming undone, becoming open to him so that he can come in. As long as you have to be the one who does it all, overcomes it all, then the focus will be on you. And you haven't left much room for him. But when you say to the super apostles and to yourself, I can't do it on my own. I can't even do it with your guidance. I need more than what you have, whatever it is you think you have. I need Jesus to come in and work. I need Him to sustain me. I need Him to guide me. I need Him to give me peace and and balance and wisdom and hope and, and to take care of that matter some other way because I can't fix it and I can't get to it and it's not even about me. Then you start to get that gift that Paul celebrates. Whenever I am weak, Paul says, then I am strong. Whenever it's not about me and and my strength and my ability and my determination, but about Jesus and what he'll do with me and, and for me and despite me, then I am strong. We don't need any more super apostles to tell us what it's like to be like them so that we can get through it as they do. Giving us their you-just-have-tos, without even knowing what our lives are actually like. But we can't have too many humble followers of Jesus saying, and not piously, but like genuinely, I tried it on my own. And it worked for a little while. But then my strength gave out. And I didn't know where else to turn. And that's when I heard this voice say, My grace is sufficient for you. For power is made perfect in weakness. And I'm still learning what that means and what I'm to do with it. But this much I know. I'm not doing it all by myself. And I thank God for that.